When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of This Rampage, baby. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, <laughs> make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Rampage, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, baby views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete. With a bigger quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidrich. Look ahead to tonight's episode of. Baby, <laughs> full disclosure. Uh, obviously, no Michael Hamlet today, so it's going to be me and Sidge previewing both Rampage and SmackDown. And I asked him if he wanted to get the crap one out of the way first. So we're talking about Rampage. <laughs> <laughs> get in. It Got a, him. It is a, a stacked rampage tonight, though, to be fair. Yeah, and I've heard it's a 6.5. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard that um, it was just as... The ceiling and the floor were as low and as high as you'd expect. And if anything, Claudio versus Dustin was something of a disappointment. Mm. Yeah, two title matches tonight. And there's the uh, trio's rampage semi-final, but the trio's tournament quarter-final with the Dark Order. And Don't get me goddamn started. The House of Boston, there. Let's, uh, let's... Dark Order. <laughs> it's not quite a wicked pisser, this show. Is that what we're no, saying? No, no, no. It's not quite a wicked pisser. I mean, not a dark, dark Order. And a, I don't know what the... I don't <laughs> know what the word about Irish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get into it, though, I, we have to talk about the obvious topic of, I was going to say, the day, the week, really, and that's the, the title match uh, all out. We obviously speculated a little bit on it yesterday. Now you've had to, time to sleep on it, and the reports do seem to be suggesting it is going to be a rematch of uh, Punk and Moxley. Uh, hang on, wait a second. What day is it? In. Nine days. Uh, how do you feel about it? You still think that, like, me and Andy were talking about in the news, the reason I ask you is we were talking about in the news, and whilst we do have faith in Punk Mox and Tony Khan being able to justify a rematch... It's going to be fascinating to see how they lay that out in the next week or so. Yeah, absolutely. We've discussed um, why it's a good thing or why it's a bad thing or what should happen all out on a podcast mm-hmm. that has either dropped or is imminent to drop. Oh, it's out. It's, it's out. out. Go and listen to it wherever it's you get your podcast from. It's out, in the words from. of Samoa Joe. It's out. It's out. So instead of, again, 
just praising why it's really good because I really like it. And I explained why on that other podcast. And you saw something on Twitter yesterday that makes the... Oh, match. my God. Um, two seconds. I'll shout the guy out because this is an absolutely tremendous spot. One of those ones that actually uh, annoyed me, actually, <laughs> because I uh, didn't pick up on it myself. I was the same. I was like, oh... We really should have seen that. Don't at the act, time. don't don't outclass me, asshole. It was like I, I managed to cover it off, but when the initial punk injury occurred in that title match, I for one didn't spot that he kicked with the right and sold the left until I went on social media immediately afterwards. But um, yeah, this was just an added nuance. He's got a funny story. name, actually. Oh, really? Or oh, they have a funny name, rather. Um, so an absolutely genuinely expert bit of pro wrestling insight. Um, from Twitter user Mashed Potatoes <laughs> at Mashed P nine five seven zero eight seven seven eight. Easy, easy. Good job with that on this podcast. Follow them. Oh, no, no, I cannot remember that. Uh, but like, this is I know it's a gimmick account, um, but obviously with incredible wrestling insight yeah. because this person has done a screenshot side-by-side of CM Punk being a complete arsehole, going, I'm just going to do Snow Angels, because that's how long that dickhead Moxley takes to the ring so he can, you know, get his arse licked by the fans, all the stuff that CM Punk was saying. And when CM Punk got knocked the f*** out (laughs) by my man John Moxley, which he richly deserved as the dickhead he was the prior week, he is in the shape, flat out, sparked, like a snow angel. So good. Absolutely tremendous. So before I tell you, or before I theorize how they're going to arrive at the rematch, and again, this is going to be on Rampage tonight, apparently. Oh. So remind me of that if I get lost in mashed potatoes. Whose <laughs> um, pin tweet from August 22 is, potato might be a vegetable, but it beats orange and having more vitamin C, banana with more potassium, and apple with more fiber content. I'm going to have chips tonight, then. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to have chips tonight. Um, potato is second to milk is the most consumed food in the United States. You see it? Well, oh, wait a second. I think I, know, I think I know what you're looking for. It's right there. And God bless the United States. I was actually going to go for... Huh? Oh, I think I know what you go, you're going to go for. Was it? Oh, we've got so many noises. Oh, well, what game is this? Well, obviously, Mashed Potatoes is um, bang up to speed with his potato facts. So I was going to scroll through his uh, <laughs> okay through his uh, Twitter page here, and I'm going. I like that potato fact, potato, potato fact. Amazing uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. analysis of AW Dynamite. Potatoes are best kept in a cool, dark, and well ventilated storage space. Mm. This way, they can last up to Oof. a month. Two weeks. Two weeks, okay. I've two been weeks. keeping mine too long then. I am guilty of, <laughs> um, you know, when they get the ears and stuff. Yeah. And they smell very, very musty. I just chop the old ears yeah, off. Give, exactly. it the old, give it the old foley. And uh, give it a nice, uh, the old foley. a nice peel. Do you use a peeler or a knife? Peeler. I'm a peeler. I can't do it with a knife. No. Like my wife can. I've got scarred too many times. You know when your parents are like, you can help with tea, and they're like, I mean, don't do anything because you're crap, and I'm still crap at cooking. But you can peel, but like the the, the knife one, the amount of times I was like, and that's my finger, that one. Yeah. That, that's not the potato anymore. I've got it, so I just use a peel. You get them from Ikea for like yeah. a quid. So, you know, it's just peelers are bare. 
Despite its appearance, potato is made up of what percent water and what percent solid? Oh, now you'd, I, I presume that the, the way that they've worded that, you would assume it's majority solid because it's a potato. But it does say despite its appearance. Yes. That's the clue, mate. I'm going to go... <laughs> I'm going to go... Fifteen percent water. It's eighty percent water. What? And twenty percent solid. Jeez. But it's, it's, they call it tatty water for a reason. Yeah. And I'm not talking about the jizz that comes out of my cack. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it just gets loads of water. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. I'll tell you what, that's disgusting. <laughs> we'll do two more. We will do two more. I love um, this. <laughs> and that's it. That is it. More on the, oh, I like this. This is going to be a regular feature on the, the Rampage preview now. There's a, maybe one libelous tweet that <laughs> I do want to read out on behalf of mashed potatoes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that I in. love this potato fact, potato, potato, potato fact. Libelous tweet and analysis of AEW Dynamite. Mashed potatoes on Twitter. What was the what was the numbers after that? Mashed P. Mashed P 95708778. Go <laughs> check that out. But um Yes, CM Punk. Oh, we're going to get footage tonight, aren't we? More footage of him. So I think this is when the challenge is going to happen because, like, people don't know what the main event for the pay-per-view is. Mm -hmm. And I think, genuinely, um, despite pushes for last-minute orders, what tends to happen, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm I'm fairly certain Dave Meltzer's reported this. You know, he's privy to all sorts of data on this. Um, The people who are going to order a pay-per-view tend to make up their minds very early um, and just get it done, like, the week before? Yes. So you kind of really want to do it now and not wait till Wednesday. And that's consistent with AEW's fan base where they've got this incredibly rabid, devout, like, really, really strong base. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with the seating patterns um, for um, Dynamite shows. Invariably, the, the, the pay-per-views sell out very early, so there's no need to shift last-minute um, tickets. But for MTV shows, they tend to get, like, 3,000 out the gate straight away. Yeah. Every single market. <laughs> and then it trickles to between four and six, depending on how hot the market is. But it stays static, and there's been so many examples of late where um, they've gone, here's... Punk versus MJF in Chicago on telly. We obviously didn't announce this when the, the initial tickets were released, but come, it's in Chicago and it's Punk. That didn't really shift that many sales, so they, it's just a constant trend. So it stands to reason that the pay-per-view does this as well and why they should probably think about sorting and um, settling what the main event is, even though we've kind of got an idea through Dave Meltzer, what the actual uh, main event is. And added to the show on Rampage is we will get backstage comment from CM Punk. So we can imagine CM Punk drenched in sweat. You're only there in three minutes. Um, it's good, though, because you're the old guy on the team and it makes sense. Um, who sweats more, Shane or Punk? Ooh, I always go Shane. There's a weird amount of... like. Uh, Comparisons between Shane and Punk now. <laughs> like, not the best-looking strikes, and they both sweat buckets. Um, but, yeah, apparently it's going to be backstage coming from CM Punk on Rampage tonight. And I imagine that it's going to be backstage, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and drenched in sweat, selling the, the foot, and probably laying down the challenge. And I think Will Bourne 
to circle back around the potato patter and to come back from my original point of we've already talked about why it's so good. Check out the podcast on that. How we actually arrive at the match. He could put his career on the line here. Wow. He could. They need something big because as stunning as I thought it was and as stunning as about 50% of the wrestling audience thought it was, there was a real substantial amount of people who thought, didn't get what was advertised. I'd rather they just simply did the pay-per-view match because it just felt enormous. And was it even, was it redundant to do this angle on TV? I don't think it was. I think it just puts Moxley over as a badass when Punk probably wins the title all out in the aftermath, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought, man. That's a hell of a shout, guys. Because I've the career, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it probably needs something big other than, oh, here's the actual match this time. That's, yes. It probably needs something big, whether it's some kind of stipulation, whether that's like a more violent, um, no-holds-barred style match, or like I, the wheels might have come off, and if I'm fighting until the wheels come off, Maybe all this time he was building because that he kept saying wheels come off, wheels come off. That's been a consistent mm-hmm. theme in his promos and on his career arc. Uh, maybe he was going to feign a worked injury at some point, but happily in that weird wrestling way, I've really hurt my foot, but that's great. Um, maybe he said like the, the wheels have come off and clearly I might not be able to do this anymore. And if I can't beat John Moxley because of this goddamn foot issue... I'm just going to have to give it up, and it breaks my heart. You know, I've loved coming back. Um, <laughs> so maybe that's the route they'll take. And then he wins via Buckshot Lariat. So. You know what? I would love them so much. This is all-out pay-per-view preview, which we're going to do in proper, more detailed yeah. one. They should 1 million percent do this spot, right, wherein they get together before the show and say, right, I'm going to do a Buckshot for a near fall. I'm crap at it, but it'll feed into this Hangman page stuff, and we like to get cute in our storytelling here in AEW. Let's work a contingency plan, right, and make it look like we're such great workers that we've uh, just instantly came up with it in the moment. And, you know, good botches, worked botches are amazing, Mm -hmm. and if the springboard with a foot, you could really sell it. So I think they should do, right, if I hit it, I hit it, and it's a great near fall, and oh, look what a dickhead he is to Hangman Page or whatever. And the Chicago fans would love that. Or they should work it where he falls flat on his face and it mocks without even thinking about it, just straight into the bulldog. Because he's prone on the floor, yeah, yeah, yeah. like face down, straight for the bulldog. They should 1 million percent do that spot. It's a great shout. And on the one hand, Punk puts his career on the line, but on the other hand, the match, first blood. So there you go. Uh, let's talk about the title matches on tonight's show. As you mentioned, Claudio Castagnoli defending that Ring of Honor world title against the guy who I don't think was in the rankings, but uh, I'm sure that's fine. Dustin Rhodes. They don't have rankings. They don't have them, so yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, uh, disregarding reports about all this, um, how, how do you feel about Dustin being the guy to, to challenge Claudio next? I always like Dustin in this role. Um, Andy Murray loves him as well, and he often puts it as doomed veteran not realizing or not caring that he's physically outmatched and doesn't have the stamina anymore. Nonetheless, being so spirited, heroic, um, and just up for it, mm-hmm. that he'll just march to his doom regardless. So that's an Andy Murray take, and I think it's a great way of um, looking at this latter period Dustin Rhodes character. 
in my opinion, maybe he's outlived his usefulness a little bit. Um, as you can tell by the fact that he's not really on television that much. Um, he had that great match with CM Punk, but there was one with Malachi Black that was went a bit awry. Can you remember mm -hmm. that? Yeah, so I, I think he's had a bit more of an uneven. He's normally like this absolute fail-safe. If you want a great match that the crowd are really into with a guy who will never lose anything in losing, but will always get the other guy over because he's so immensely respected, mm. Hoy Dustin in there. It's been great. Maybe it's maybe that's over now. And I read a report saying that it really wasn't as good as you'd expect it to be. Not like a disaster or anything like that. Non-spoiler, I should yeah. indicate, but I think, again, the AEW problem, and it's very, very much concentrated on Rampage these days, is every single match is predictable. Yes. I don't want to go tilt to a Vince Russo direction where you swerve for the sake of a swerve and just... It should make sense. And some wrestlers shouldn't be beating other wrestlers, but it is very... Um, ah, it's a pain in the ass to watch Rampage sometimes. It feels like a chore. It uh, feels like you're only doing it as like a completionist to get up to speed on storylines so that can inform your enjoyment of what's to come rather than what you're enjoying in the yeah, moment. Yeah, I get that. It's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, though. I know we talked about this a lot when we were initially talking about ratings issues for, for Rampage, in that if you have a big match that is really unpredictable, because of half the time you're taping it, the result might get out there. Or, I don't know, maybe I'm overcomplicating. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they've given up, if I'm being yeah. honest. So, yeah, Claudio's, Claudio is obviously going over. Um, and, yeah, just this report. Maybe the match was fine. But, again, it's like... I know Dustin, the joy, is that not only has he got this insane amount of athleticism and stamina and agility and mobility at this age, it's still not on the same wavelength as Claudio. And Claudio just exploding all over the place and watching people feed and <laughs> watching people counter. And he's so his timing's so great that, like, the Takeshita spot with a knee and turning that into Oof. the Death Valley driver. Like, I just don't think, you know, like, Cesaro isn't just this athletic freak. He can tell great stories and he can manipulate a crowd and he can go quite slow. Elements of the Zack Sabre Jr. match were quite slow, in yeah. fact. I just, yeah, maybe I'm put off by the report. Maybe it's just. A bit of a styles clash, but I'm not. I'm not expecting a, a TV match of the week candidate, mm. particularly since we've just seen that trio's main event. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, in terms of the other title match, it is, of course, the TNT title being defended in a sort of open challenge from Wardlow. Uh, Ryan Nemeth. Haven't heard yeah, all about him. I don't know. Maybe he's uh, like I haven't really kept up on the indie scene that much um, <laughs> post pandemic. Um, I don't know who Ryan Nemeth is, <laughs> but you know, like a lot of times, like a, an indie stalwart can just come out of nowhere, yeah. and you think, Jesus Christ, maybe I am gonna have to keep up with uh, Andy Murray's like really exhaustive, committed spreadsheet of great matches that he recommends. And I, I try and make my way through it. I haven't seen Nemeth on there. <laughs> but maybe he's even under Andy Murray's radar because he's clearly under Jim Ross's radar, despite the fact that he's called several, like not many recently, but over the years, Jim Ross has called several Ryan Nemeth matches. Yes. And it's just, he, well, just to fill in the blanks, if you weren't paying attention to the um, Excalibur roll call mm-hmm. of upcoming matches uh, before the main event of uh, Dynamite last uh, this week, Joe, and it's uh, a rampage, not rampage, a championship, and it's Wardlow against Ryan Nemeth. Question mark. Is it Ryan Nemeth? It looked like he was reading the guy's name out for the first time, yeah. despite the fact he's called several of his matches. Not like long, not recent, but oh, Edgy. Ryan Nemeth against the say Wardlow. But yes, as we alluded to earlier, it's. Straightforward win for Wardlow. This and maybe something to to feed further. You, th- you into think them. you think you think that they've built a match that is stunningly obvious. <laughs> that even un- within the parameters of an open challenge, makes no sense to have Nemeth be a challenger. And did they even say, "Ah, oh, Wardlow, this is an open challenge"? Yeah, I only got that from the graphic. I'll be perfectly honest. I wish it said because there's no way. I know that the ranking system is a bit flawed, and it's very. The TNT champion is can, like is ranked alongside the world. So yeah. you'd think it it's messy. It's unfocused. They've never said it's exclusively open challenge. They've never said if you're ranked, you get it. It's the kind of play make it up as they go along, yeah. but you never make up Ryan Nemeth in this spot. Look, it's gonna go two minutes and Sanjay Dutt's gonna come out and he's gonna be too mid card for his own good. It's too a bit too much scenery and Satnam Singh's gonna just stand there and do now. And uh, like at the pay per view now, he's been replaced, hasn't he? Motor City Machine Guns, in that yeah, match. absolutely. Um, so yeah, they're just going to further what's the point? <laughs> put, put more women on there for God's sake. This got built this week as well, you know what I mean? They did an angle and a twist, that's enough for this week. Maybe do something to build it, maybe an appearance from Motor City Machine Guns, uh, on Dynamite this week. That's how I would book it. Say, right, yes. There's a very hardcore fan base in AEW. They react to um, stars that haven't really appeared on a big TV show before. Some haven't even appeared on TV ever, but they're over because this fan base is discerning and knowledgeable. Just in case, can you want to sell them on pay-per-view? People aren't familiar with the Motor City Machine Guns. Have them do an angle where they just beat the shit out of FTR um, with their incredibly dazzling offense, oh, yeah. and then 
smash and grab and then run off. It's like, right, that's a flavor of what you'll get on the pay-per-view. That's how I would build it. Yeah. Next week, this week, I will put some women on the show to save this disaster of a division. That's what I would do. Well, speaking of which, we're going to hear from Jade Cargill tonight, um, and that would, I assume, be another step in her match that's coming with Athena, which pre- presumably is also going on the pape. Yes, it should be on the pay-per-view. Absolutely. You can't possibly say, oh, you know, the women um, definitely deserve more TV time, more focus, um, better booking. Oh, there's TV stacks. Uh, this pay-per-view is looking a bit stacked, so maybe don't put the women's match on there. No, 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 absolutely not. And you know what? Jade Cargill and Athena had... Um, great chemistry in that otherwise clunky tag. So I'm looking forward to the match, and absolutely it should be built via Rampage tonight. And Jade's always a great, great promo. So can't say I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be 15 seconds backstage. But sometimes that's all Jade needs. She's great. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm already sold on the graphic in my head. I'm not sure if you made it yet, but yeah, Jade Cargo versus Athena. And if, if Athena hits whatever they're calling the eclipse now, your face. Yeah, if she hits that on the pape then I 100% will buy, oh, cool, Jay Cargill streaks over. Like, that, and it's the, the, that'll be the first time in a long time that I thought that might actually happen. So, yeah, exactly. It's going to be brief backstage, but it's hopefully going to set up a yeah. really exciting match for next weekend. Um, Sammy Guevara in the Ugh. news a lot at the moment. Jesus Christ. I'd love to know your thoughts on all this and the match that he's got tonight uh, alongside his, his partner, Tay Mello, against Ruby Soho and Ortiz. But what do you make of the whole situation? The situation is like, look, Eddie Kingston's just pretty much everyone's hero at this point. Sammy Guevara has had some questionable behavioral issues in his time in AEW. So I do think there is a clear babyface versus heel divide. There might be some biases involved in a situation that realistically we've only heard secondhand and there's two sides to every bit of it. But the statement Sammy released for me was so patronizing. I'm fairly certain that Eddie Kingston, despite having issues with temperament, and he himself has said it was the wrong thing to do yeah. to lash out, he could have bollocked him verbally, went to, um, you know, the through the correct channels. He didn't do that. He lashed out. Um, shouldn't have done that, but he himself has apologized. But, like, Sammy Guevara's statement was so condescending um, about how wrestling works to Eddie Kingston <laughs> that I just... Sammy Guevara's got this remarkable knack of turning himself heel. He's, yes. done, it, like, he's done it like five times this year already. Um, and it just the statement just read as incredibly condescending. Um, and look, he did say something to the effect of, I would never say that um, beyond my fictional character. And look, ultimately, every single wrestling fan, and I absolutely include myself among this, um, sometimes conflates the performer, and the human being. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know why, it's because, I mean, maybe it's because we're on Twitter and character all the time. I think so. I think gimmick, that might be it. And it's just like, it's so distinct from an actor playing a role as it is too, because these are constantly method acting, and they often lose themselves in the gimmick. They usually have the gimmick because it's very informed by their real-life personality, so it's all incredibly blurry. But um, So you... To, in Sammy's defense, he did say, look, I wouldn't say this in real life. My character would, which is an embellishment of my real self. But, like, just go up to Eddie and say, he, so it's like, from what my understanding, Eddie didn't go up to him and say, look, I know you're cutting a promo tonight. I would really like it if you didn't mention my weight. Okay? Surely it's the other way around. Yes. And you would have, like, Eddie Kingston's obviously placed enough trust in Guevara like, 
oh, you know, you're you're, you're a grown human being. Go out there and don't be a dick about it. That must have all been implied implicit. Well, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, there've been there's been a lot recently in AEW of like, oh, like the Christian Cage is the most obvious one, and you, I assumed when I saw that as you know. <gasps> Over the line as it was, you I assume, especially with a legend like Christian yeah. Cage, he's gone up to Jungle Boy and gone, look. Yeah, that's it, how it works. Exactly. Because I've spoken to a wrestler about this, and I've said it's fascinating, right? I'm fascinated by the process of, I'm going to say the worst thing in the world to you so that the audience believes that we hate each other. Like, how do you approach it? And he said, it's weird. It's so weird at first, but then it just becomes the most normal thing in the world. Mm. Um, but surely the onus is on Sammy Guevara, to go up to Eddie Kingston and say, look, can I say this? If you're going to do the whole um, permission forgiveness deal, you have to have a brain in your head. You have to know where the line is, and Guevara just doesn't know where that is, obviously. Obviously. So that's my thoughts on it. Um, it's, annoying, it's quite the, the footage we've seen from the, I think it was the Quake by the Lake rampage that it's on, perhaps. There's some fan footage doing the rounds on, on Twitter. Fire, the fire promo from Kingston, Ortiz, and, and Aruby. So it was, it was quite hot. good. It was hot. It was hot. Um, but obviously, the reason why it was hot is because Sammy Guevara said something to Eddie Kingston that he shouldn't have, and he had this normal response. And it's one of those where, how good is a really stiff receipt, really? Like, in the moment, with no context, you think, oh, class to say that. <laughs> and then when you realize it's actually physically or emotionally hurt someone, you think, oh, probably wasn't worth it, was it? No. So, yeah, that's the reason why it was so hot, but... Obviously, Kingston had a problem with it. It's all resolved now. Um, but, of course, now no Eddie versus Sammy at the pape. So are they going to do this? I'm look, looking at this tonight and thinking maybe Ruby and Ortiz win and maybe they put, because obviously Sammy and Tay are the AAA mixed tag champs, aren't they? I still think, particularly since it's got a lot of noise and online traffic and buzz and what have you, um, I think it'll... And this could change on Rampage. I've not seen the spoilers. Genuinely, we don't see them because it would make for terrible preview. Yes. Um, so I, if I'm if, at least, if I was Tony Khan, I would say, right, okay, you don't get the big pay per view showcase um, because even though your suspension's finished, like you kind of have to learn a lesson here. So you're getting punished by not going on the pay per view. But quite frankly, if you want to work together and you believe you can work together professionally, have it on TV. Mm. In fact, put it on Rampage. It's not as important as Dynamite, but you can have a Rampage match out of this. It's arguably unpredictable. It's one of those as well. It's like if Tony Khan frames it like you can have it on Rampage, the B show, because we probably should tie it up, but it's you don't deserve the pay-per-view after your conduct. But at the same time, Tony can be like, oh, probably make an actual number on Rampage mm. given this. So if I was going to be a sticky carny bugger, I would do that. So Soho and Ortiz win? I don't care. I think the match should be all right, but this... Uh, these sort of last burning embers of the big JAS versus Blackpool Combat Club plus Kingston plus Santana and Ortiz don't really get along. I'm over it, so mm. I can't possibly care that much about it. Uh, finally, I've been looking forward to talking to you about this for a while now. Uh, we've got the uh, trios quarterfinal, as I said, uh, Dark Order versus House of Black, with a lot of variables in this, because in the graphic, it is... John Silver and Alex Reynolds and question mark from what we've seen, although it's not, it wasn't really brought to a lot of people's attention because we assumed it was going to be 10. It, they just said, how's the black? I'm going to dark order. And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim. It's just, people take the piss out of my voice. It's quite, it's quite hard to nail the snarky, monotonous quality to it, but you can take the piss out of it if you like. Um, basically, I say the word Jermaine a lot. Take the piss out of that. 
and how's the play? Where's the dog corner? And the next match, whatever the hell he said next. <laughs> um, but they didn't say, oh, and a mystery partner. <laughs> ah, that's interesting. Um, but there was definitely a grayed out, the old grayed out vacant silhouette. Um, Silver Reynolds, right? We know. So who's left from the Dark Order? Evil Uno is doing game publicity. Mm-hmm. And he's either doing it in Europe or he's been in Europe because he keeps saying like Evil Uno is in New Germany and all the rest of it. Yeah. And with all due respect to Evil Uno, seems like the best guy, great character, thoroughly underrated worker. Is he worth graying out? No. <laughs> it's the guys in the Dark Order. All right. Ditto 10. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, King. It's Austin. It's 10. Break the code. Break the Five code. Plus three plus two. Oh, it's 10. Oh, my God, it's 10. <laughs> You're going to be a Mrs. Forward, baby boy. Um, <laughs> you, would you grow out 10? No. You just, you just say Dark Order and you go, you'd either put all three of them or just have, go, it's going to be three members of the Dark Order. You wouldn't go, there's two of them and, oh, who could the other one be? Who could it be? Ten. It's 10. But it's, it's not, not it's 10. It's got to be Hangman Page. It's got to be Hangman Page. I don't know how the... I'd like them to, again, WWE brain is horrible. I'll never, ever surgically remove it because, like, of all things, Hangman Page is probably, if it's not already, if Tony Khan is able to do it like this, people have agency in AEW. They have a voice. They've been using a too bloody match, but they obviously have a voice. Like, Hangman Page is obviously going to go, right, well, we need a storyline explanation for this because I've literally said on television I'm not going to be in the trios tournament. At what point... Am I going to just be able to say, oh, obviously they're going to do this. But WWE brain is what it is. So I don't know how to get around it. Um, like if 10 could be ready to go backstage. Because the implication is, why would Hangman Page be ready? Because he's not actually in the match. Because he set himself just on telly. Yeah. Just a cheerleader. Yeah. So maybe they could do something where 10 is like icing his shoulder. And it's like, I'm hitting it too hard at the gym. But what we're going to do, our Uno's in Germany. With um, another member of the Dark Order, it doesn't really matter who that is. Mm. It's not going to be called Cabana, isn't it? Because he's not allowed in the building, It I don't know. I have no idea. So it's a Tangman page. But maybe something like, uh, ooh, my bloody <laughs> shoulder's gone. Yeah, I don't really want the old gimmick of, I've, I've just discovered 10 attack backstage. Like We've got to get 10 out of it. <laughs> yeah. At least he's big. I, there is a bit of me. If it was like Reynolds, like no offense to Reynolds, who's like no. really underrated and funny and all the rest of it. Like, oh my God, who's the threat? Who's the threat in this group? It's, it's Alex Reynolds. Take him the out. Brains behind the operation. He's the brains. He's the brawn. He's the lead. He's got all the leadership skills. He's a star. Get Reynolds out. He might just stand a bloody chance of winning this thing. At least ten's big, and Excalibur can sell it as part of the story. Well, they've taken out the big guy. That leaves, like, the very small-spirited whippersnappers that are Silver and Reynolds, um, but the big guy, the threat's being neutralized. On this, can, they can get away with that. They can probably get away with that. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, there's, there, it is, or even arguably, that they do some patter. I don't know what it is exactly in my head, but it's like they find the mist that, that uh, uh, Malachi Black uses. And Silver's so like, so what does he do with this? He just puts it in his mind and goes, yeah. and Ten just walks around the corner and gets <laughs> like, oh, bloody hell! I prefer that. Yeah, something like that. And then there's also, in terms of the result of the match, because you know you kind of want to protect the House of Black, but also there's the specter of Miro over all this because he's been threatening to. What's he been calling them? The pagans. Pagans. That's the best it. stuff, man. Of course, he's going to call them pagans. The best. Um, Winners of this go to face 
best friends. Yes. In the Rampage final, but the Shut up, semi final. <laughs> uh, burying you for burying AEW defensively, I'm saying I hate it so much. Yeah, we'll just call it what it is. Yeah. Quarterfinals now, semifinals now. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe Miro will make an appearance. Yeah. His presence felt it's a bit weird for the Dark Order to beat the House of Black. Sorry, where are my manners? The House of Black. We've retired that because we like them now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Lights on, lights off, or lights off, lights on gimmick? Miro turned like using their own tricks against them. Mm. Yes, I like that very much. Lovely stuff. I'm looking forward to this rampage now. Yeah, it should be all right. Exactly. Let us know your thoughts uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... Such an idiot. I don't know why. Uh, just These voices, they're absolutely out of control. At M. Sidgwick. And if you're looking to fill the... Nineties Before all out... <laughs> You can uh, get your hands on his brilliant book, Becoming All Eat the Rise of AEW, uh, available on Amazon now. A brilliant read. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, me and Sid will be back later on today to preview Friday Night SmackDown. And, of course, we've got WrestleCulture with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way later on today, too. But for now, this has been the Rampage Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.